get the blessing of getting to introduce Reverend Regis Perkins. Perkins. I just know him as Brother Regis. I was introduced to him probably about 20 years ago through another friend of ours. And I was told, man, he can preach. And you know what? As a, as a preacher, sometimes I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. We'll see about that. And then I got to hear him preach at Bishop Malachi's. And the answer was, yeah, he can preach. And more importantly, Brother Regis, beyond just being an amazing preacher, is an amazing man of God and loves people and is willing to obey God and go wherever and whenever God calls him. And he has called him here this morning to Grace Point to preach the word of the Lord. And we are honored and we are blessed. Brother Regis, if you'll come this morning and preach the word. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's clap our hands to Jesus. Come on, let's magnify the Lord. Come on, I think we can do better than that. Come on, he inhabits the praises of his people. Come on, let's worship him. Amen. Come on, let's worship him. He's worthy to be praised. Come on, you're not worshiping man. You're worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's exalt his name together. Come on, let's do it together. Because we're two or three are gathered together in his name. Jesus is in the midst. Come on, let's praise him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Anybody excited about being in church? Come on, I'm going to ask you that again. Anybody excited about being in church? Come on, God's been too good to me not to celebrate his goodness. Amen. I'm thoroughly excited about what God is going to do this morning. Is that all right? I want everybody to smile and say Jesus is in control. Amen. No one should have a sad face this morning because God is in control of every situation. Come on, somebody smile about it. They say it takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown. So you put more effort in frowning than you do smiling. Come on, somebody. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Praise God. Praise God. I've been preaching a little bit on true worshipers. And not preaching it today, but I just want to make a point. Because sometimes our situations have a tendency to cause us to not really want to worship the Lord. And I want you to know that my situation and your situation is never predicated upon if we're going to worship God or not. Come on, I'm going to worship God whether my situation is good, whether my situation is bad. If I've got amen laid off on my job, I'm still going to worship him. If my health is not that good, I'm still going to worship him. Come on, somebody. I may just have a dollar in my pocket, but I'm still going to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. How many know the word says, the, but the Father seeketh for such to worship him? In other words, God is seeking for true worshipers. Amen. <laughs> I like that. 
In other words, the Lord is looking for us to worship him regardless of our present situation. Is that all right? I want you to worship the Lord just for a few seconds. Come on. In the name of Jesus. What makes this service better is when we worship him. Come on, let's put God, amen, above our problems. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship you in the name of the Lord. Praise your wonderful name. Amen. Don't you feel better that you worship the Lord? <laughs> Amen. Praise God. It's definitely an honor to be with you this morning. I've been, I'm thoroughly excited. Been looking forward to this day since we put it on the calendar. Amen. And I'm grateful for a good friend, Brother Will Smith. Love and appreciate him. Amen. A few years ago, I didn't tell you this, Brother Will. Amen. When we was at Brother Haynes, I invited a friend of ours to that particular service. And amen. And I'm a jokester. And so I told his friend, I said, man, come on to church. Will Smith is going to be there. <laughs> he said, no, you don't know Will Smith. I said, yes, I do. <laughs> Wasn't the Will Smith he thought I was talking about, praise God. But amen. I'm just grateful to have a friend like Will Smith and his family. I love his family. Amen. Honor him today. Definitely honor Pastor Green, his lovely wife. Amen. Definitely honor Pastor Rab and his wife. Amen. I should be nervous because there's some great men of God in this house today. Amen. But I definitely honor Pastor Sales, elder, our elder, and his wife. So grateful to see him, preached for him many years ago. Amen. And honor to be Brother Long. Is it Pastor Long? Amen. Honor you this morning. Amen. And definitely honor Brother Lewis. Love and appreciate you. It's a lot of strength in this house today. Amen. Praise God. Can I preach like my coattails on fire? All right, praise God. I want to direct your attention real quick to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 13. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So good to see a, just a great crowd here this morning. And if you preach with me, I'll be just 30 minutes. And if you don't preach with me, I'll be two hours. I'm just teasing. Praise God. <laughs> it's all right to have a sense of humor in the house of the Lord. Amen. When you find 1 Samuel 13, we're going to go to verse 13. Just say amen when you find it. Praise God. Everybody there? And it says, And Samuel said unto Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God which he commanded thee for now would the Lord have established the kingdom upon Israel forever. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people because thou hast not kept 
that which the Lord had commanded thee. Amen. Let me stop right there. Get a chance, just put your Bibles down. We're going to pray and ask God's blessings upon the remaining of this service. Lord, we thank you today for everyone that is here. Thank you for this great church and this community. I pray God blessings upon it continually, Lord Jesus. Bless, O oh God, the ministry team and all that they do, O oh God. Hallelujah, that your name would be glorified, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you right now that you would pour out of your spirit upon all flesh. God, I just praise you for every soul that is in this house. And, oh God, demonstrate your spirit because it's not by my might nor by my power, but it's by your spirit, saith the Lord. And we give you praise. Everybody say in Jesus' name. One more hand clap of praise to the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated in the name of the Lord. I want to preach to you just for a little while. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. Amen. And that thought has been in my mind for many years. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. Amen. A champion is somebody that's going to fight until the end. A champion looks at adversities as fuel. Come on, somebody. Amen. When God filled me with the Holy Ghost, God made me a champion. When he filled you with the Holy Ghost, he made you a champion. Come on, somebody. You say, how did I become a champion? Because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. The devil recognizes a champion when he sees one. Come on, I want you to raise your hand and say, I'm a champion. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And let the devil know that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Because you are a champion. Oh, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Amen. One of my favorite quotes is, it is the size of one's will which determines success. Amen. Determination makes the difference in any situation. When you're determined that you're going to serve the Lord, nothing is going to stop you. Determination is very important because it enables us to persist in the face of adversities. Amen. There are a lot in life we have different situations. Amen. That many of us run up against. Praise God. That will try to bring us down. Praise God. But David said many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God did what? Deliver them out of them all. Come on somebody. When you're a champion. Amen. You look at adversities as fuel to keep on going. Praise God. Somehow, somebody shout I'm a champion. Amen. I'm a champion, praise God, regardless of my limitations. I'm a champion, amen, regardless of what the devil says. And ain't nobody mad right now but the devil, praise God. He's mad at the fact that you're still worshiping God. He's mad at the fact that you're still glorifying the king. He's mad at the fact, praise God, that you said, I'm going to serve the Lord until I die. Come on, somebody. Amen. I thank the Lord that God has filled us with power from on high. 
Amen. Many of us come across many different obstacles, but with determination, we are overcomers. Amen. By the blood of the lamb and by the words of our testimony. Praise God. Determination is the strength that carries us through difficulties. Praise God. I'm telling you today, champions. Praise God. Hallelujah. You're uh, in the right place here today at the right time because God is going to use you for great things for such a time is this. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. How many are grateful for God's grace this morning? Amen. It was grace that brought us here. It was grace that saved us. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Grace will keep us. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach here today. Grace is, a, uh, is favor stowed by God, and it means a generous benefit freely given by God. Amen. Grace, amen, is a dynamic force and a benevolent power that applies the goodness of God. Grace keeps us, and grace enables us, and it delivers us. Amen. Woo. Praise God. And it gives us power, praise God, to still give God the glory that is due unto his name. Amen. It'll make sense here in a minute. Grace is at the foundation of our Christian walk. By grace, amen, the lost are found. By grace, children stand in confidence. I'm talking about the children of God, amen, and I thank God for the confidence that God has given us, amen, to walk this walk, praise God, and talk this walk, praise God, hallelujah. That's why Paul said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you're able to stand against the wild of the devil. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank God that we are champions here today. Amen. We, I love this, this point I'm going to make. Amen. Sometimes you can walk in church defeated from the things of life. And we all, amen, are like that. The world likes to beat us down. But I'm glad I can come to church and be re-energized. <laughs> the power of God is made available to us when we arrive in the sanctuary. That's why David could boldly say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Because David understood, amen, there's strength in the house of the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. There's power inside of the house of the Lord. Come on. You can come in and get a breakthrough in the house of the Lord. Come on. I'm determined to get what I need from God. Whatever you're struggling with today, God is able to handle it. That's why the Bible says to guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the what? Issues of life. Amen. We serve a God that can handle every issue that every one of us got in this place. Praise God. Is that all right? I'm glad that God can handle every situation in our life. I mean, you know, God can restore us. God can re-strengthen us. Oh, hallelujah. 
The Bible says in Psalms 42, as a deer pants after the water brook, so pants my soul for you, God. My soul thirsts for God and for the living God. All David wanted was God. David, amen, desired, his desire was to please God. He wanted more of God and less of him. David's heart was set out on serving God. How many heart is out serving God today? We're going somewhere. Just stay with me. Amen. Other than Jesus, David is the most talked about character in the Bible. And there are 66 chapters that discuss David's life. Apparently, God wants us to learn some valuable lessons from David. Amen. First of all, David was chosen to be the king. Amen. For the simple fact that Saul was in a backslidden state and God withdrew his favor from Saul and found what he was looking for in David, a man after God's own heart. Amen. You never know who God will use, praise God. Amen. God could use an alcoholic if he wants to use an alcoholic. He can use a homeless person. Amen. Come on, somebody. He can use a drug addict, praise God. Amen. But he chose to use a little shepherd boy. Hallelujah. To bring glory to his name. Hallelujah. God told Samuel, amen, to look not on his countenance or his height or his stature because I refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Come on, somebody. God looks deeper, amen, than any man can look. Come on. God sees champions when he sees your heart. The question is this morning, what is a man after God's own heart? Well, I'm glad you asked. Amen. I like to answer my own questions, praise God. <laughs> a man after God's own heart, he's faithful in the little things. He's a giant slayer. David was faithful in little things, but he was also a giant slayer. He was also obedient to the will of God. Amen. In Acts chapter 13, verse 20, the Bible says, and after that he gave unto them judges about the space of 450 years until Samuel the prophet. Verse 21 says, and afterwards they desired a king and God gave unto them Saul, the son of Sis, a man, amen, of the tribe of Benjamin by the space of 40 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king and to whom also he gave the testimony and said, I have found David. What he was saying, I have found a champion. He was the son of Jesse after mine own heart, which shall fulfill all of my will. Amen. That stuck with me. Amen. That David.
David was such a champion. He was the very man that God was looking for to fulfill all his will. Amen. I don't want to just fulfill some of God's will. I want to fulfill all God's will. Come on, somebody. I don't just want to, amen, have uh, be a heart, half-hearted servant. Amen. I want to serve the Lord with my whole heart, mind, soul, and spirit. Praise God. I want to do this with everything that's within me. I want to, amen, exhaust myself to the point, praise God, that I want to give God 110% of effort in serving him. I didn't get in this thing to backslide, praise God. I didn't get in this thing to quit. I didn't get in this thing to stop, praise God. Come on. He that endureth a to the end, the same shall be saved. Hallelujah. Come on, we got work to do. We got souls to save. There's still people that need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, my gift is stirred up today. Come on, when you're a champion, the Bible says stir up the gift that's within you. There's too many gifts that's in this church that need to be stirred up, praise God. Come on, somebody. Amen. Your gift will make room for you. There's room in the ark for you to serve God. Amen. You say, what are you talking about, preacher? I'm glad you asked. Amen. Jesus said in Matthew 6, amen, 19, 20, and 21, Jesus said, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doeth corrupt, where thieves break through and do what? Steal. But he said, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doeth corrupt. Where thieves do not what? Break through and steal. But he said, for where your treasure is, there will your what? Heart be also. Translation, wherever you invest your time, your energy, and your finances, your heart will be there. I said, God, as long as I'm in the kingdom, I'm going to invest my time. I'm going to invest my energy. And I'm definitely going to invest my finances. In other words, amen, Paul said, set your affections on things that are above, not on the things that are beneath. So many people, amen, are in, amen, are in this mode or this mindset where they want to lay up treasures on earth. Well, my Bible says, amen, this world is going to burn with a fervent heat. We're not going to carry anything with us. <laughs> they say you ain't never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. Come on, somebody. So in other words, only what we do for Christ is going to last. I come to tell somebody today that nothing you do for Christ is in vain. Come on, somebody. Your worship is not in vain. Come on, your service is not in vain. Come on, your sacrifice is not in vain. Come on, hallelujah. Amen. Your prayer life is not in vain. Your holy lifestyle is not in vain. 
it's not in vain. Come on, somebody. Your prayers that you prayed for your backslidden children are not in vain. I have some backslidden, amen, people in my family, and I'm still praying for them. And I'm believing that God is going to save them because he's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. I'm believing God for a greater revival in these last days. Come on, somebody. This is Revival Sunday. Come on. We got to believe God for a mighty outpouring of his spirit. Come on. What do you want to see God do in this dispensation? What do you want to see God do? Paul said now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or even think according to the power that worketh in us. Come on, don't sit on the power today. Come on, I can't sit on this power we got. Somebody shout hallelujah. We got too much power in this church. Amen. We have too much power in this church. I, it was too much power in us for the walk, to walk out the same way we came. <laughs> I thank God I'm not what I used to be. If you knew what I used to be, praise God, you say, how in the world is he up there preaching? I'll tell you how. It's through God's grace and mercy. I was in, I, I like to tell this testimony. Amen. When I was in middle school and high school, amen, I got arrested 13 times by the same cop. <laughs> I, I said, Paul wrote 13 books of the Bible. I got arrested 13 times. Amen. I'm not ashamed of it. It's a testimony. And if I hadn't gotten arrested 13 times, there's no telling where I would be. I was bad, church. But I thank the Lord I'm not what I used to be. Come on, I can lift up my hands. I know what I used to be. We all know what we used to be. Paul says such were some of you, but you've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. You're not the same. You were probably a loser like I was, but now we're champions. Come on, wave your hands. We're champions. Amen. After I graduated high school, I seen that same police officer at a football game. Amen. He said, hey, Mr. Perkins, how you doing? I said, I'm doing fine. What are you doing nowadays? And at that time, I was pastoring. And he said, how did that happen? <laughs> Amen. Some people will put labels on you because they recognize your past. But let me tell you something. Your past don't matter to God. When God scans the earth for potential leaders, he's not searching for angels in the flesh. He's certainly not looking for a perfect person. Because David was far from being perfect. Oh, hallelujah. I said David was far from being perfect. There were men in the Bible that I looked up and who failed God in many different ways. But just because you fail God, we fail God, and we fail him 
a lot. Hear me. God doesn't pay attention to that. He's looking at the heart. He's looking at the heart. Have you ever walked and said, Lord, I made a mistake. I repent. But did you stay there? No, you got up. Because a just man falleth what? Seven times. But he rises again. Life will knock you down many of times. But what do you do? Do you stay down? I got knocked down yesterday. Just using it as an example. But did I stay down? No, I got up. I got locked down last week. Did I stay down? No, I got back up. That's what God loves about a champion. He might get knocked down. You might get knocked down on your job. You might get knocked down, amen, in life. But God is looking for the heart of a champion that say, I, I got knocked down, but I'm going to get back up. That's what I like. I like to see them when they get back up and praise him. Come on, if you got knocked down, why don't you give God a praise and say, thank you, Lord. I can get up again and fight. Come on, we've been knocked down many of times, but I thank God I'm able to get back up and continue the good fight of faith. Praise God. Solomon was the wisest man of all men. He had a great wealth and great power, but Satan in his cunning and evil ways led Solomon to marry many foreign women. And through them he fell into temptation to start serving false gods. Amen. Samson was the strongest of all men. He killed thousands of men with the jawbone of a donkey. Amen. And as strong as Samson was, he was unable to resist the persistence of a woman named Delilah. And found him into telling her the secrets of his strength. And through her betrayal, Samson ultimately failed. Just trying to make a point here. David was gifted with devotions. David loved God, sought to honor and glorify him. And if you look in the book of Psalms, David wrote some beautiful poetry of adorations unto God. But yet, all these men fail at one point in time. As strong as these men were, they were no match for the devil's schemes. David fell into temptation of lust and adultery, then murder everything. In other words, he married, he, he committed murder. And it could have destroyed his life. But God was steady looking at his heart. Amen. I'm telling you, no matter how many mistakes we make, God is looking at your heart. Amen. Let me tell you something. God gave me this, this message, this title, never underestimate the heart of a champion. Because let me tell you something. I have many limitations. But one thing that I got, 
I'm going to serve the Lord till the day I die. I'm determined to serve God until I die. Is that all right? I, I just want to know you're going to ride with me. Come on, get in the back seat. Let's ride because we got things to do. Your suffering will humble you. Amen. It'll cause you to be respectful, trustworthy. It'll cause you to be loving and devoted. Amen. It'll cause you to be faithful and obedient. Amen. When it came to David battling Goliath, David, David would be considered the underdog. Amen. When I came to the Holy Ghost, came to God 31 years ago, I was considered the underdog. And I want to let you know what the devil said when I first came to the church. And it was a voice and I heard it. He said, you won't last 60 days. 60 days? I had to back up on that thing. How many have ever felt like that? They'll say, you're not going to last 60 days, 30 days, a year. Let me see your hand. Be truthful. I like to be transparent. Amen. He said, you're not going to last 60 days. I said, oh, yeah? I said, you have never seen the heart of this champion. I'm determined to serve God until the day I die. David was really horrified to see the Philistine champion, Goliath. Goliath was considered a champion because he never lost the battle <laughs> until he met David. The devil has, woo, praise God. I feel this one right now. Let me go this direction. Goliath presented a challenge in 1 Samuel 17 and 10. He said, I defied the army of Israel. Give me a man that may fight together. Saul and all of Israel heard this challenge and they were terrified of the words of the Philistines. No Israelite dared to face amen the giant and in all reality this challenge it infuriated David. I said infuriated him. In other words it made him mad. Oh you think you're going to whoop me huh? David proposed a question. Church, let's propose a question today. And speak to the men by him saying, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and take away the reproach from Israel? The heart of a champion started to arise in David. David said, who is this? uncircumcised Philistine that shall defy the armies of the living God. I come to tell this church, amen, it's upon this rock that we will build the church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Come on, amen. It wasn't the slingshot that destroyed, amen, the giant. It was David's confidence in God. David told him, he said, I don't come to you with a sword and a spear. I come to you in the name of the Lord. 
Come on, somebody. That's how you fight in the name of the Lord. Because the, the weapon of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. Woo, come on, I feel like worshiping. I feel like praising him. No weapon formed against you will prosper in the name of Jesus. Come on, as long as we serve God, we're victorious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's no defeat in the church. Hallelujah. That's why Paul said, let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ, Christ Jesus. Is that all right? I hope I'm helping somebody. Amen. Amen. A man or a woman after God's own heart doesn't mean that we'll never make a mistake. Never means that. I made my fair share of mistakes. David made many mistakes in his lifetime. But I'm glad that the Bible will show us men that are not perfect, but still had the power and the ability to continue to follow after God. Is this all right? All right, I, I hope so, praise God. David had many titles. David was considered a great king. David was a great musician. David became a murderer, but he still had to repent of his sins. But I want to share this with you real quick. God wasn't interested in what David did. God was more interested in what David was. David was considered a man after God's own heart. Amen. David had a heart after God. And when you have a heart after God, God is preparing to use you for his glory. Amen. David was special to God. And the reason was because David stayed faithful to God. He killed lions and bears with his bare hands. And I found out in study, each time God sent animals to battle David, it increased his faith in God to be able to kill Goliath. Does that make sense? Sometimes God will take you through battles that you don't know why you're going through them. But he's preparing you for even a greater purpose. Come on, somebody. I suffered many losses. How many have ever lost things? Amen. Hallelujah. And God has reasoning for your loss. Amen. But don't rejoice because of what you lost. Rejoice in the one whom you haven't lost. <laughs> Paul said, I consider things but dumb that I may win Christ. I may lose this or that, but I have not lost Christ. I still got God in my life. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You still got a reason to praise God. Ooh, praise God. Ooh, hallelujah. I felt that. David was an extraordinary king. David rose from 
obscurity to preeminence. He went from leading sheep to lead an entire nation. I'm just telling you, sometimes God prepares you for something even greater. And I'm destined for greatness. Can I share a little testimony with you real quick? I won't charge you a dime for this one. I have a little sign I forgot to bring it that I carry with me and it says, you got this. And it lights up. I wish I could have brought it. But many years ago, I always like to tell people my testimony and a lot of us can raise our hand and say, we have limitations. I do. But anytime my limitation starts to surface, the Lord says, you got this. When you, when you don't feel like you're confident walking in God, that little sign always reminds me, you got this. Everybody say this with me. You, you plus, God plus God equals victory. victory. Mean you got it. Yeah. Amen. Come on, clap your hands. You got it. When God called me to preach, I was so insecure about what he was calling me to do. I learned that the enemy's job is to make all of God's people insecure about their calling. But the Bible says to make your calling an election. What? Sure. You got to make sure you're called to whatever purpose you have in God. And I know now for a fact that I'm called to preach. I could be selling insurance, but I didn't do very well in that because that wasn't my calling. The enemy wants us all to be insecure about our calling. But the Lord says, stand firm in your calling. Come on, somebody. I've learned who the devil likes to take out first is all of us that's sitting in this building. Amen. That's why it's important for us to pray for the head. Pray for your pastors. Pray for your leaders. Come on, somebody. Come on, because if he takes out the leaders, he's got the body. He wants the head first. But he need, every pastor needs some champions in the congregation. Come on, champions, wave your hands. Say, pastor, you ain't got to worry about me. I'm a champion. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope this is all right. Praise God. <laughs> I think preaching is like 24-hour fitness. You notice you're in shape or not, praise God. <laughs> Just having fun with you. Amen. So when I began, started preaching, amen, I had a, a, a slight limitation. And years ago when I was a child, I couldn't read. It was one of my limitations. I remember God's, I remember God calling me to preach and he said, I said to him, I said, how can I preach if I can't read? And the Lord, one, he said, I'm not worried about your capability. I'm just looking for your availability. Amen. That's all he wanted. Just be available. You know what this, this time and the season that we're in? We're in a time where people are so busy that they don't have time for God. 
there was a coat that Jesus needed and they couldn't use it because it was tied up. Let me tell you something. God cannot really use us if we're tied up. If I was, I'm an evangelist, been an evangelist for seven years, but if I'm tied up in this world system, I don't have time to go preach. I said, no, Lord, I want to be available for your service. I want to be available for whatever you want me to do in your kingdom. Is that all right? Amen. Come on, say, Lord, let me to be available for whatever you want me to do. I know the devil don't like that, but that's all right. I don't want to be too busy for God that I can't win souls. Amen. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. How many champions do I see out there? I need to see 100%. There it is. Can I ask you a question? I'm about to close. Are you on fire for God? It's a test for the body. So many people in our society are looking for an identity. And how many of you know that our identity is in Christ? Amen. If God is a consuming fire, I want him to consume me to stay on fire. One thing that the devil wants to do to every one of us, including me, he wants to put your fire out for God. Come on, somebody. I was in Houston uh, last week, but a few Sundays ago, I was in this, uh, it was during football season. And I walked into Whataburger. And there was a whole sea of people that had on Houston Texans shirts. And every time I turn around, somebody would walk in with a Houston Texan shirt. And I was surrounded by people that were fans of the Houston Texans. And I mean, they surrounded me. And I said, Lord, I, I need to get out of here because I got to go to church. And to make a long story short, the Lord showed me something. And he said, how can you know that these are fans? And I say, by what they are representing. Their identity is that they're Houston Texans fans. And I say, Lord, I want to serve you to the point where people recognize that I'm a man after your own heart. Come on, somebody. We don't have to wear no shirt to tell who we are because our fruits will show the world who we are and we're men and women after God's own heart come on I want you to stand and lift up your hands right now and begin to worship the king of kings and the lord of lords come on you are a champion you're not an underdog you're a champion of the most high God you're a man or woman that's on fire for God you're faithful. You're dedicated. God knows who you are. He knows you by name. He has ministry in line for you. Come on, somebody. I feel the Holy Ghost. 
why don't you as a champion step out from where you are and make your way down to the altar and if you've never been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost God wants to fill you with his spirit today because that's how you become a champion filled with the Holy Ghost power from on high in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus blessed be the name of the Lord come on lift up your hands we're going to lay hands on you today in the name of Jesus come on champions if God be for you who can be against you in the name of Jesus come on I want you to worship while your hands are in the air worship the Lord your situation dictate if you're going to worship God or not because you are a champion you are a champion and champions fight to the end hallelujah come on lift them hands to heaven today 